0: And welcome to the MA Podcast, a magazine show dedicated to the pub trade. I'm the Morning Advertiser's Managing Editor, Nicholas Robinson, and I'm also joined over the phone by our editor, Ed Beddington. Hi, Nick. This podcast has been recorded on the phone in line with coronavirus rules, so don't be alarmed if you hear noises from dogs, cats, rabbits, or significant others. Thanks to the coronavirus, it's been a tough few weeks in the trade, and this episode is going to be dedicated to the struggles and the successes seen. Our first feature on the show is an interview with the BBPA's policy director, Andy Tai, who discusses the current corona rules impacting the on-trade. I also speak to an operator who is managing to support some of his staff, as well as providing a vital lifeline to the community with a takeaway and delivery offer. And I also speak to another operator about the difficulties of laying off staff and shutting down a business. But for the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk about everything that has happened in the past few weeks since the coronavirus pandemic shook the UK. Ed, we've never seen anything like what's happened recently in the UK, never mind in the pub trade. From your perspective, how is the trade reacting?
1: I think we might need more than 10 minutes for that, but uh, I think it's um, everyone's somewhat shell-shocked. I think it, it's all happened so quickly. Everything's moving so quickly. Everyone's scrabbling for the latest information. I think, if I'm honest, I think the traders reacted brilliantly. I think they've been hugely responsible in their, in their behaviours and, and following the guidance that's been given, even when that guidance has been confusing. I think people have been sensible. They've taken precautions. Oh, we've seen some stunning uh, stunning reactions from from operators that their first thought is to the communities that they serve which is um, which is wonderful to see
0: there's been some gut wrenching and heart heart-wrenching um, stories definitely out there um, on the positives and the negative sides um, in, in terms of community um, when you're talking about deliveries and, and things like that what should operators do because there's mixed messages from the public from the government and uh, from the pubs themselves is it is it Good to do a delivery, or should they close?
1: I think it's it's got to be down to to every business individually to make that decision, um, and some will be geared up and and it will be an easy easy step to take. Others won't be. I think if you're you're in a position to do it and you think it's the right thing, then you should definitely do. Um, we we forget, you know, these, the providing food is is uh, and and drink as well is is a vital service for, for the communities you're in. If you're you know, you've got people that can't get out that, that maybe don't have the uh, the skills required to um, to cook, then um, these kind of things are pretty important. And um, I think as long as it's done in a uh, in a sensible fashion, that you observe all the uh, all the protocols and uh, take all the precautions necessary then why not you know it'll help uh, it'll help people uh keep people in employment where it's safe to do so i think um it, it will help keep businesses uh ticking over in hibernation mode while um, while we sit tight and see what happens but no i think i mean the the attitudes that we're seeing of of people being rather judgmental and things like that i think it, it, it it's not on i think it, it's it's an individual business call to make but i think we need to remember that that we are still serving communities there are still people out there that need these services those that, that struggle uh, that can't get out uh, they need food delivered to them so no it's, it's it's vitally important
0: we're hearing from heath ball from the red line in Sunlith, ron, and sunless ron and he told me about delivering food to an 8 year old customer who otherwise you know they can't leave the house because um they're they're easily affected by this this virus um, so he's their only lifeline um, and, mm-hmm. and he, he's all, he's also doing things in line with the, the government's guidance so social distancing, the staff have limited if any contact with anybody um, mm-hmm. it, it can be done if you observe the rules properly
1: Yes, yeah, I think it can. and I think like I said it is it's the individual business's decision to make. you know if you're set up and you're able to do it and you've got the customers there that, that need that service, then you know hats off to you if you can uh, if you can keep going. it's um, very important that um, that we try and uh, and keep these businesses taking over and, and, and serving the communities that, um, that they work for.
0: And it's not always possible to keep a business going. Um, Sometimes the sensible solution for staff welfare and health and safety is to close. Is the support out there from the government enough?
1: There is support out there. There's there's probably more support than some of us might have imagined uh, when the, this first started. Is it enough? Uh, no, probably not, but is it ever going to be enough? I mean, you're talking about businesses that, are, that have basically had the rug pulled out from under them. Um, there's been some brilliant initiatives. I think the, um, the support from the Chancellor towards employees has been excellent. I think that's helped uh, to Provide a lot of reassurance uh, for businesses and their staff. Um, the details are a little bit foggy around it, and I think we need a little bit more clarity. It's certainly something that we're being questioned about all the time. Um, but I think, in in principle, it's 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 very good. I think the concerns are in other areas. You know, insurers have basically turned their back on the industry. They're hiding behind um, subclauses and uh, sort of uh, badly worded things on the contracts. Which are just making it um, almost impossible for people to claim. I think banks are making people jump through who's. Now, I'm sure there needs to be checks and balances to avoid any kind of uh, problem with that. But it's it's with this we. Its liquidity is such an issue for um, for operators in the pub trade, and the more barriers are put in place, the harder it's going to be for businesses to to get through the time uh, period until that government support really comes in. So I think really, yes, there is support there. It needs to be delivered faster. It needs to be clearer, and we need to start thinking about the guys who are actually self-employed, the uh, the business owners, the pub operators as well, because don't forget they have families. They've got to feed themselves. They're doing their utmost to look after their staff, and they're doing a brilliant job on that but we also need to be looking after them as well
0: we're we're gonna uh, hear from andy ty from the the bbpa soon um who who i talked to about everything that's going on but um he said insurance is still an issue but the bbpa and other trade bodies are working on it with the government to to smooth things out and make it easier we, we started as a, as a magazine and with our sister titles, MCA, Big Hospitality and Restaurant magazine, uh, the United We Stand campaign to, to help solve and answer questions. Um, there's a lot of confusion out there about what's available. Why do you think that is, Ed?
1: I think it's, it's partly down to the speed of the situation and uh, the way things are evolving and changing so quickly. There's, uh, like I said, uh, there's, there's a, a degree of a lack of clarity from, uh, from some of the support that's been announced in terms of the finer detail, um, which we're all trying to interpret. I mean, you saw the, um, uh, the situation only the other day with regard to um, the uh, pubs not being allowed to do takeaways or the, or the ambiguity around pubs not being allowed to do takeaway and delivery, they, they were taken off that list. Um, and we had to push really hard on the government to get that clarity uh, back into that. So I think it, it's partly just, you know, the the speed of everything that's happening is making it difficult to uh, uh, to really stay on top of it and, and, and get that clarity. So it, it, hopefully that confusion will clear up um, given time. I think we, we're, we're moving quickly. Everything is is slowly being resolved with with regard to the existing support and things like that. Um we're obviously going to with with the MA and the team there we're going to keep uh pushing uh for that clarity and for the um the support that is needed. But um I think it, it is purely down to just, you know, I mean you've seen how far we've come in in such a short time from you know everything being normal to the world sort of coming to a stop so you know it's it's a confusing time generally
0: i'm an optimist um i honestly believe that in a few months time we'll be somewhere close back to normal um do do you think that's something that is recognized in the trade is it something that you're hearing as well
1: uh, it depends who you talk to. I think everyone's uh, everyone's different. Um, I think people want to be optimistic. They want to think that you know this is um, a short term disruption. The trouble is we just don't know where this is unprecedented. we We have no real sort of idea of uh, how the infection is is going to develop, how it's going to respond. Um, we can look to other countries for for guidance on that, but everyone's had different experiences. Uh, we're seeing different infection rates, all sorts of things like this, which just makes it very difficult to predict. I think with anything like this, um, my advice to to all operators, be to hope for the best but plan for the worst to uh, quote Jack Reacher.
0: Yeah I mean that, that's all that we can do but just to, to add a bit more clarity to what's already happened um, in terms of what the government's announced I caught up with the British Beer and Pub Association's Andy Ty to get the clear facts on what the coronavirus rules mean for pubs. There's a lot of confusion for pubs at the moment around grants, furlough and whether or not it's okay to operate as a takeaway. Although we're still waiting on much of the clarity from the government, the British Beer and Pub Associations, Andy Ty, might have a better understanding. Andy, thank you for speaking with me over the phone. Let's try to straighten out a few things. What rules are in place affecting pubs at the moment?
2: So I think the most crucial rule, of course, is that all pubs must be closed, uh, except if they're doing... A hot and cold food takeaway as allowed under the new temporary uh, permitted development rights. And you we've know, had loads of good examples of, of what pubs are doing in relation to that. And obviously, if you want to do alcohol as part of that offer, uh, you need an off license uh, to be able to do so. And of course, you know, <laughs> must, must stress that everyone must observe all the strict social distancing and hygiene measures set out by Public Health England in relation to that. You know, things like making sure you remove all adjacent tables and chairs and things from outside so people aren't congregating uh, as, they, as they pick up uh, or take
0: away their food. Now, there's been a, a lot of new rules and help put in place um, over a really, really short space of time. You know, month's worth of work has happened in a matter of days. Is there enough financial support out there for pubs now?
2: There is a lot of financial support out there for pubs now, which is great. And I think the real challenge, of course, is accessing that financial support and the timeliness of getting that financial support to tenants. Uh, And we'll come on to where we think, obviously, there needs to be more help. So the main things that they set out are the job retention schemes, so the ability to temporarily uh, lay off employees and the government will meet 80% of the salary up to £2,500 a month as part of that. As ever, there's now... 200 questions as to you know the detail around that which we're awaiting uh, from government we've sort of collated a list of questions on our website and some of the answers as we see them Um, but again it's important and we're pushing and pushing for sort of greater clarity on the detail of that and even when that clarity arrives uh, and that application process is open it's likely to be you know sort of late april before those refunds are coming back to employers so that that's the first thing Obviously, business rates relief is, you know, a very big um, benefit that uh, people can take advantage of. Um, All pubs now for the next 12 months will pay no business rates, which is very good news at this time. The third thing is the sort of small business grant funds, specifically the retail, hospitality and leisure grant fund. So pubs can apply for up to £10,000 if they've got a rateable value up to £15,000 or £25,000 for those with a rateable value up to fifty-one thousand pounds again we're hoping that local authorities will expedite those quickly and pay those directly to the ratepayers but again you know as ever with um, local authority administered schemes we're slightly nervous still uh, about how timely those payments will come back to licensees uh, and to operators as well so multiple operators up to a point will be able to benefit from those as well and then of course there's the loan schemes Uh, The government have announced as well, uh, and particularly for most operators, um, for the smaller ones and for individual publicans, the COVID business interruption loan scheme, uh, which is uh, for businesses with a turnover up to £45 million, can receive an interest-free loan for up to 12 months, uh, up to £5 million from their bank, uh, the Bank of England of today, um, written out to the major banks to tell them to be flexible around that as well in their lending as well and not put too many hurdles in the way of doing that. For very large companies and very large operators, there's potential to apply to the broader, the larger corporate financing facility. Uh, But again, we actually think that the uh, criteria that they've put in place there would prohibit most pub-operating businesses, if not all of them, from from accessing that. So there's potentially a bit of a gap in the middle uh, in relation to loan funding that's available. And then the final thing that we're expecting maybe today um, if not soon is a package for self-employed people because of course you know the vast majority of publicans are self-employed and the job retention scheme uh, will particularly help with employees Um, but for the self-employed obviously they're feeling a little bit left out at the moment in terms of the support that they're getting from government Um, but again i think it's just a case of working out the practicalities of how such a scheme would work uh, and making sure you know the right people get the right amount of money um, yeah. so we await that and we continue to push that as well.
0: Yeah um, we're recording this um, on the morning of Wednesday the 25th of March it's around about 11am. Um, you talked a, bit, a little bit about the job retention scheme and what you're seeing now is accurate at the time. There is a little bit of confusion around how pubs can access that and what should be in place. So a lot of pubs are saying, does that mean that my teams can still work and I can get grants from the government at 80% of their salary?
2: So that the money would be paid by way of a refund. So um, pub operators would need to continue to pay uh, their staff uh, during the period that they're furloughed, as it were. Um, The way the wording is at the moment, it suggests that um, if they're furloughed, then they're not allowed to do any work at all. Subject to, you know, volunteering, I suspect would be absolutely fine. And um, again, we need that absolute detail from government on that.
0: Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. And we're all interpreting these things just in in the words that we're giving. And and in terms of business rates, pubs don't need to approach anybody to to have those payments not taken. Is is that true?
2: Well, that's that's what the guidance sets out that local authorities will be in touch with ratepayers directly on that, and they should hold sufficient information uh, about ratepayers to be able to administer those grants, but um, they have said that where they haven't got sufficient information, those local authorities might need to get in touch with those businesses before they actually uh, administer the grant, Um, and it also talks about post-grant assurance. So whilst we're hoping that those grants will be paid directly to the ratepayer, Um, They may well then come back and seek some further assurance and further information uh, just to make sure subsequently that it's gone to the right person and they've got all the detail.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are getting there as an industry. There's been some incredible work done um, from the likes of the BBPA and yourself um, right across the sector to get all of this in place. And I think, you know, the sector as a whole is is really appreciating what's going on. I've, I've been talking to a lot of operators and they're, they're feeling a bit of weight lifting off their shoulders at the moment because they know things are coming if they're not already there um, and there are things in place to help them. So, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of thanks when this is all over um, from the industry to, to the likes of yourselves and just finally it's it's a difficult and a strange time for for pubs they're either closed or they're doing takeaways and but what can operators be doing between now and when this is all over what sort of things should we be looking at
2: it's quite a difficult one isn't it But i think obviously the main the main thing people need to do is obviously stay safe and keep their employees and their families uh safe supporting communities you know wherever possible is obviously something that i know that it'll come natural to a lot of Pub publicans and pub operators and sharing examples of where that's happening I think is a great opportunity to really showcase you know, the importance of the pub sector and the role it plays um, and as we sort of come through this I think more and more it will be incumbent on all of us uh, who work in or for the industry you know showcasing what's so fantastic about pubs and brewing uh, and get, getting everyone back into pubs because inevitably there's going to be a lot of people that are desperate to go out to visit pubs to enjoy themselves. You know, once we're through the worst of this, so of course, you know, those those publicans and those pub operators need to be geared up um, and be ready for that. And I think as well, it's also you know a sector that's full of entrepreneurs as well. So people will already be thinking, I'm sure, about the next steps for their business and how they can. Um, you know, take their businesses forward and hopefully emerge from this, you know,
0: intact and and ready to sort of carry on. Excellent. Thank you, Andy. That's Andy Tai, policy director for the BBPA. Thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you. Now, Ed, it's always good to have um, some clear information, especially in times like this. As you mentioned, there's so much going on. It's moving so quickly. Um, we're recording this on the 25th of March, uh, Wednesday afternoon, about 1 p.m. So things could change by the time this is out there. But business rates, that seems to be set out and firm so far. So what's happened in the government's announcements with business rates?
1: Well, they, they've effectively uh, uh, spiked business rates for for twelve months, haven't they? So, great thing about that is initially they they talked about doing it for for pubs that were under a rateable value of I think fifty one thousand. They've now moved that to to wall pubs. Which um, you know, I, I I know one operator who uh, the day after that received a uh, rates bill for sixty five thousand, and he filed it very happily straight in the bin. So um, he was a, a happy chappy. So I think that's that's given them. A real um, shot in the arm. That rates is a huge, huge problem for pubs at the best of times. Um, it's it's one of the main things that we we struggle with and get complaints on. And I think being able to to have a holiday, have a have a break, not pay those, is is one of the key things which really sort of helped um, helped to give uh, a little bit of a boost to uh, to morale at these um, these difficult times.
0: Yeah, I think it's um it's actually quite important that you talk about that operator who received the bill and just threw it straight in the bin it's important that our readers and listeners know what's in place so that they can take the right action because another operator might have paid that
1: well exactly and i think um i think we're, we're doing our best to, to keep everyone informed and and in the loop on that and hopefully you know these these uh, our readers are also keeping an eye on the news and they're and they're watching it i mean we will we will help to interpret it as best we can and where it gets a bit foggy but uh everyone needs to stay on top of these things because yeah you're right you know uh, there will have been some people that, that have uh, fallen foul of uh, actually there'll have been some people that have paid it just before and um i don't know whether they can claw it back it's probably something we should look into but um it's it's yeah you've got to stay on top of it. you've got to know what's what's going on because you know these things can really sort of mean sort of uh, life and death for businesses
0: It's not just business rates either, um, it's rents. So a lot of the pubcos have announced favourable measures. I think we're still waiting on a few to get back to us. What's the update on that?
1: Yeah, I think we we've seen some some fantastic work. I mean, there were initial reactions that were that were, that were good. Um, and some of the big pub co's deferred rent, um, which okay. I mean, there were people pointing out that that was only a deferral. I think there was very much a, an immediate reaction in the face of um, the situation. No one really knew where things were going, how it was going to develop. So there, there were certain knee-jerk reactions. Uh, since then, we've seen Admiral Fuller's, Wadworth, and, uh, and probably some others actually have have come in and um, basically spike rents again. So they they've suspended it. You're not you're not going to have to pay rent um, for a, for a, a certain period of time. Hopefully, it will see us through um, the other side of this crisis, and it won't mean that pubs are being hit with a big bill at the other end with uh, rent catch-ups. Uh, I call on all the uh the Pubcos that to do as much as they possibly can um to try and help their tenants. Um and landlords generally, private landlords as well. In fact, we're, we're seeing probably as big a problem with private landlords um who are sort of uh keeping their heads down because they're not as visible as the big Pubcos. But I think we need as much support as possible. But also we, we mustn't forget, you know, everyone's a business, everyone's got to survive. And um whilst it's easy to say to uh, you know, these big companies, you know, you should take a hit and and, uh and knock your income on the head and they've also got the people that work for them they've also got to pay the bills so i think it's it's a case of maybe it's more a case of let's let's share the pain together um than simply try and shift the pain entirely i think we, we've all got responsibilities to uh to our staff and teams and um it's it's not behold on any one business to to bear that entirely
0: no definitely i mean it's it's a fine line, but I think the biggest message that we should be getting out there is now is not the time for profit, it's time to survive and look after those people who have helped you um, become the success that you are in terms of a pub co, an, operator, an individual operator whose teams um, are struggling now. Just, just remember that and remember that things might return back to normal very soon and we're going to need everybody to, to have that normality as well to, so that we can be, continue to be successful.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the key. It's, it's about weathering the storm, but but also being able to merge the other side in a, in a fit state to, to hit the ground running. Um, I mean, we, we don't know what, what, what the situation is going to be when we come out the other end, but we want to be in a fit state to be able to take advantage of um, the opportunities as they present us to get our businesses back up and running and, and serving those communities and, and doing everything that, that good pubs do.
0: Some operators are running uh, businesses as normal as possible in these times, such as doing takeaways. Heath Ball uh, from the Red Line and Sun is one of those and he is able to sustain some staff and keep some cash coming into the tills. I caught up with him earlier. During this time of crisis, gastropubs have, like all operations in the sector, been hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic. But many, such as the multi-award winning pub, the Red Line and Sun in Highgate, London, have swiftly shifted their operations towards takeaway and delivery. Joining me down the line is the Red Line and Sun's owner, operator Heath Ball. Heath, thanks for taking some time out. Um, first of all, how are Weather. you?
3: Yeah, I'm all right, actually. We're, um, I'm weathering it. Um, yeah, I'm good spirits, I suppose. As good as to be expected.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I guess that kind of attitude is, is very much needed right now. It could be so easy to just give it all up, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. You can put your heads in your hands and have a bit of a cry. Well, you just get on with it, and I'm very much the latter.
0: So. Yeah, no, that's that's great to hear. Um, so this week, the Prime Minister sent the country into lockdown, um, closing all but essential businesses. What does that mean for the red line and Sun?
3: Well, it means for the stuff i read this morning, um, we can remain open and do takeaways and deliveries which is a relief because we have a lot of elderly customers who have been relying on us to deliver food. So um, I'm quite happy we can carry on.
0: Yeah, I mean, and pubs and takeaways are, are an essential part of food. They're, a, they're almost a fallback for people who, you know, might be worried about going to the shops and not getting enough food. What does that mean to you? Does that give you extra kind of precedence to kind of carry on?
3: Yeah, very much so. I think if, like there's all the dramas of people online saying they can't get the food deliveries. Um, we're still managing with suppliers; they have been limited a bit, but we're getting deliveries. We're able to cook, and it means that we can deliver to these people who are very vulnerable and don't, you know, who can't venture out for, for those reasons, you know, for many reasons. So, you know, it's it's reassuring.
0: It must have been quite a shift as well, turning from a you know a regular gastropub into adapting to takeout. How have you done that?
3: <laughs> Thinking really quick on our feet, really, I suppose. Um, we were lucky; I had loads of takeout bulk ordered by a mistake, a load of takeaway containers at the beginning of the year. And um, so I had loads of those downstairs already, and they're great. Um, and then sort of just, you know, just thought it thought it really quick through with the team and how we can adapt. And it's been, you know, living, learning, learning on our feet really quick. Um, but, you know, we, had, we did a really busy Sunday lunch. We did, we did about 100 takeaway roast dinners
4: wow.
3: um, plus other meals. So, you know, I mean, it's been successful, and I think it'll, it'll carry on gaining momentum as, as this wears
0: on. Amazing. So some positivity in, in what is quite a dark time for the sector, definitely. Um, talk to me much. a bit about, about staff and the practicalities around, you know, hygiene and making sure that they feel comfortable coming to work still.
3: Yeah, no one, no one's forced to come to work. I've said that from day one, guys. Like, you know, I, we, I'm lucky I can manage most of it myself. I can, I, can, I can do a bit of cooking. I can do all that. You know, we're, like obviously the hygiene's really, you know, really at the forefront of everything we're doing, you know cleaning down, sanitising, all the stuff we've always done anyway, but we're just, you know, more vigilant, vigilant with it, but yeah, every, no one's forced to come to work, most of the team are off everyone's, you know, we're doing, we've kept everybody on, we haven't sacked anybody, everyone's staying on, we'll just um, pay wages until this government stuff kicks in but um, most of the team, the, the ones who don't feel comfortable aren't coming in, but i do only need, for the stuff we're doing, the menu we're running I don't need a lot of people, do you know okay. what I mean so, it's, you know, we're only talking about two in the kitchen and myself most days and someone else if need be, so you know, we can, we can hustle
0: you know uh, it's great that you, that you are supporting your staff as well it's actually really heartwarming to hear that in in a time where operators could quite easily go no stuff it um, you know I need to look after my profits and, and my family um, I think so that's you're not gonna have any
3: profit or family left after this if you if you don't look after the people around you your staff and you have to restart and open back up but who's going to want to work for somebody just turn you know who turned their back on them so, you know, it's very important that I do support these people and they know that you don't have to worry about bills and stuff and, you know, we'll get through this together.
0: That's amazing. Um, talk, talk to me about stock deliveries and, you know, there's been issues in supermarkets. How how does it look for the, the food service sector?
3: Some of it, you know, a lot of them have changed delivery schedules. Um, so, it, you know, instead of doing every day, they're doing a three-day week. Um, but mo- so far, so good. We use a local butcher um for you know most of our stuff so he's, he's he's got plenty of stock down there he's going to the markets and stuff um we use a bit of Aubrey allen as well which helps um and they've been really good as well and then you know miller's bakery is still delivering our bread and you know we're still we seem to be we seem to be okay so far do you know what i mean so yeah. um and you know so it, no major dramas right now
0: and when customers are coming to pick up the food, how are yep. you handling that? What's your approach?
3: We've got a, we put a table out the front, so we sort of they book the time, they come up, we 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 run the, we go out, put the food down, put the credit card transaction in, leave the machine there, they touch it, off they go. Um, pretty simple. Do so you know what I mean?
0: Nice and easy, not much or any contact at all.
3: Yeah, we've got a massive front garden which is empty right now. we are taking all the furniture out, so we've got like you know if they if they have to wait. They can just wait, you know, social distancing quite quite comfortably. But, you know, it seems to be working really well. Doing a lot of deliveries as well to the locals. So that's easy. We're just ringing on the doorbell and leaving the food and walking away. So
0: Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. the team from the pub that are taking the deliveries out.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they just they just literally walk down, ring the bell,
0: drop it off and walk off. So, Great. Right. I mean, it's one of the uh, perks of being a local pub, I guess, and still supporting the community.
3: Yeah, very much. Like, like I said, we've got some elderly customers. Uh, David next door is in his 80s. You know he rings up every day. We do his food for him. We drop, you know, put it on a little. he a little table he puts it out, and we just, you know, drop it there, and off we go. And you know he loves it. We're still getting him pints of beer and stuff. And you know he's, he's, you know, this, you know, he's, he's getting looked after. You know.
0: Yeah. When when we talk about success, we're not talking about it in in the dirty profit sense now, um, because we shouldn't. But. How successful is this? Is it a viable way of keeping the staff supported?
3: I think, I think, yeah, I'm not going to make money. I, like, you know, I'm, you're not going to see me driving around a Ferrari after this, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm keeping the business moving. You know, while, while the government stuff kicks in, I still need to keep money moving through the tills and everything going and, and also really supporting the locals, you know, who have supported me over all these years and just making sure they've got backup and, you know, if they need stuff they can ask and we're saying, you know, if you do need toilet paper, we've got toilet paper. If you need some cleaning products, we do have them. So you know we'll do a post this morning just reminding everybody we're still here and if they need stuff and you know just ask And we're, you know we're here to help you know
0: what advice would you give to other operators looking to, to do what you're doing I suppose,
3: uh, I suppose just make sure you are looking after your team make sure everyone's on board and don't feel pressurised into to do anything they don't want to do and um, you know just I suppose take it day by day and adapt you've just got to constantly adapt whatever you think's happening today it would probably change tomorrow so um, you know just just keep an eye on what's going on constantly, legislation what the government is saying. But you know, just feel comfortable. If you if you're confident in what you're doing, you'll be all right. If you don't, if you're not feeling comfortable, you know, or confident, just don't do it.
0: Yeah, no, that's some great advice, um, and and you know, very encouraging as well for the people out there who might be thinking of getting into it. Speaking of of government um, advice, um, do you think the actions that have been taken so far have been right? And is there enough support in place for businesses like yours now?
3: Well, I think I think it's hard to say whether they're right or wrong. This is, you know, really really strange times we're in. But I think they've acted. You know, all these all these things they've offered and stuff are great. You know, when I had a conversation with my bank yesterday, they said they hadn't been instructed by the government, so they couldn't give me anything right now. So, you know, not great when the government's expecting you to pay six weeks worth of payroll, and then not you can't get access to funds to cover that. So, I'll have more from my bank this morning. Um, and there's all these other grants and stuff going on so it's just trying to navigate that and i'm lucky my accountant's hard at work trying to work out what we can and can't do and what that looks like and you know in terms of wages and everything but it's just you know it's it's, it's, it's entertaining to say to say the least
0: <laughs> yeah keep
3: um, me maybe, on my toes
0: hopefully in the next few days it'll all be it'll all be sorted and, and we can kind of have a little bit more peace of mind and and it might take the pressure off um yeah, what you're exactly. doing a bit more heath well thank you so much for your time good luck we obviously can't wait to pop in for a pint of the red line and Sun again um, when this is all over.
3: I'll be here. Thanks, Nick.
0: So Heath raises uh, quite a few interesting points there. Um, he's particularly passionate about making sure his staff are able to, to earn money and, and keep working if they want to. He's not forcing them to come into work either, which is important. What should operators, Ed, think about when doing takeaways and deliveries?
1: i think that that, that's key is is first of all start with your staff you know are you um are they able to safely come in and work are you providing the right environment for them to do that think about those responsibilities um are you going to generate enough income to continue to pay those staff you know is you've got to do those economics in your head you know is is the takeaway business going to bring enough in so that you can continue to pay wages Maybe at a reduced level, if necessary, it depends on on how your staff can cope with that, um, or are you better off mothballing operations? Taking the support that's available, particularly for the staff, that that 80% uh, job retention scheme money. Um, those are the questions each business is going to have to answer individually. Uh, but if you are going to go ahead with it, then you've got to start thinking about logistics, haven't you? With the uh, you know, how are you going to? What what products are you going to be putting on as uh, as takeaway menus? You know, the obvious ones are the burgers and fish and chips and things like that, which are uh, easily boxed up and will arrive in a in a to a good standard. Uh, and, and robust enough to survive that delivery. You know, if you're if you're doing sort of high-end sort of um, dishes that that probably won't survive the uh, the, the takeaway or delivery process, then you probably need to knock those on the head. Focus on uh, simple, effective, and uh, and nutritious as well. Because don't forget that this is um, this is also part of providing those um, those services that, that that people will need. So yes, we can we can stick with a bit of indulgence, but it also needs to be focused on 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 nutrition as well so yeah back packaging um observing the rules around uh social distancing you know make sure your staff are safe make sure that you know depending on your premises you're either allowing one person in at a time making sure that they're queuing in a sensible fashion you've got to keep that in mind contactless payment is is vital um you don't really want yourself handling cash uh you want to be able to have people just tap in tap out um those kind of things all helped to to make it better and again on deliveries as well you know making sure that your your staff when making the deliveries are behaving sensibly ensuring that the product does arrive but but not standing on the doorstep and shaking hands with the customer when they say thank you so it's it's things like that that um i mean they're fairly common sense things but you've got to be on top of it and aware of it
0: it's not what we're used to as an industry. We're a very close contact,
1: exactly. social
0: industry. It's it's it is common sense on reflection, but actually when you're out there, all you want to do is be close to people, um, yeah. especially in times like this. Uh, one thing on the on the collections as well, um, it it could be a good idea to give specific times to customers, um, and so that you you'll need to kind of make sure you're on top of that, so that people are coming and there's not many people there at the same time. Should pubs be pressured to do takeaways? As it is a vital part of supplying food, I know myself, I feel better knowing that there's that option out there. But should there be pressured?
1: I think that there's a degree of comfort in it, isn't there? You know, knowing that actually, you know what, I fancy just nipping out and getting some fish and chips. Um, we haven't got food in you know there's that sort of reassurance that there's still a little bit of normality there um but no no i don't think i don't think anyone should feel pressured to to do either to to uh to do it or not do it i think it's um there is a lot of sort of uh judgments flying around from people that are saying you know it's irresponsible but I think if you're doing it in a responsible fashion and you're following all the rules and, and guidance it, it's an important service um, but but now as I said earlier you you it's it's an individual business decision you know it's got to be it's got to make sense to you it's got to stack up uh, financially or, or if you decide to run there as lost just as a service and hats off to you brilliant but um, but you've got to make those decisions and I don't think anyone should be forced to do it i think we're presenting as much information and advice on it as we can to give people the, the freedom to make those choices so that they can decide one way or the other and, and they know what they're doing if they go down that road um but no there there shouldn't be any pressure either way
0: no definitely I mean, in many ways heath is an exception and unfortunately not all pubs are able to remain open right now and step into takeaway I did speak to another operator, uh, Brendan Padfield, from The Unruly Pig, who took the decision to shut up shop. He's what he had to say. Brendan Padfield is the owner-operator of the multi-award-winning Suffolk Gastropub, The Unruly Pig. Brendan, thank you so much for speaking to me. Just first of all, how are you? How are you dealing with all of this?
4: Um, I I suspect I'm dealing with it, Nick, in the same way as all other uh, publicans nationally, with a sense of um, shell-shock concern, fear, if if we're being honest, Um, a little bit dazed, um, um, on the other hand, sort of a strange sense of there's nothing else we can do about it, fate is fate, and, and a determination to try and get on with this as best we all can, because we are all in the same boat, and the country is in the same boat. So I guess I'm reflecting the feelings of everyone, which is a a combination of concern, fear, anxiety, but also great hope.
0: Yeah, I guess guess you're right. We can find some comfort, however small, in the fact that pretty much the whole of the country is in the same boat. It's it's not specific to us. That doesn't stop us from feeling lonely, though, does it?
4: it? It doesn't stop us feeling lonely because the majority of the sector are sort of by themselves. The majority of the sector are independent operators, even if they uh, work under a pub company. Effectively, they're running, many are running their their own business and are self-employed, and they're worrying, what what does the future hold? But again, we're not all alone. There are thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of self-employed people across the country. The government is now turning their eye to that point, i.e., okay, there's been very welcome. It was such a huge Philip when the government announced last Friday this support package. The devil will be in the detail there. And now I read only this morning that they are seriously turning their eye to, okay, well, we've sorted out the majority. That now leaves the self-employed. What can we reasonably do for them? And logically, there is no reason why having come up with a scheme of support that they shouldn't also equally apply that to those of us who are self-employed. So I'm actually quite optimistic on that score.
0: Obviously, we, we don't consider pub um, landlords, owners such as yourself as self-employed, but you are self-employed. You, you're I, I,
4: I, I am indeed self-employed. At this moment, Nick, I have no
0: income which is worrying. Um, So let's just talk about that for a moment. So what is the state of your business at the moment? What were the steps that you took from when all of this started um, becoming worse?
4: Okay. Um, Essentially, we, as a management team, sat down when it all really kicked off and with the luxuriant benefit of hindsight, probably made decisions just in time. Though whether my team members would agree with that sentiment is very much debatable. So when firstly the uh, announcement was made that uh, pubs were to be avoided as opposed to being closed, there was an inevitable consequence to that. And what we did as a management team has got together and said, right, who is it that bluntly, and this was really difficult and very emotional. Uh, It's easy to say that, but personally, I was very emotional about it all. What do we have to reasonably do to cut our workforce so that we can begin and take the best steps to survive this limbo period of the government saying, don't go, but not closing us down? So at that stage, we had to lay off. I think the phrase is going to become furloughed we had to lay off the majority of the team. And um, there were very difficult and emotional decisions there that I personally found very difficult. And then we harboured on and we started, like so many uh, operators nationally, a takeaway service. Um, And our thoughts there were, of course we're not going to make the margin, and of course we're not going to get the income that we would need to meet all... Our outgoings, responsibilities, and expenses. But that famous Tesco phrase, really, every little bit helps, mm-hmm. and um, and we did. And 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 to be honest, it was a success beyond what we thought. And I think it was for a variety of reasons: novelty. I think some loyalty yeah. from customers. Um, inundated with customers saying, you know, "Good on you, well done." Um, it was new. It was. It, it, it was sort of innovative-ish, albeit many operators doing it. And it was leading into this really sort of last hurrah week, really, where people were saying, well, maybe we shouldn't go out, but at least we can get the unruly pig in. And we were able to run down um, a considerable amount of food stock that otherwise was going to go, frankly, to waste as a sort of, we're only a fresh food operator. And then there came a moment... Yesterday morning, and then, sorry, my apologies. The sequence of events was a series of anxieties and concern, and people at the Unruly Pig, and including myself, you know, being very scared. And then on Friday, when the government announced the what I call the 80% support package, a sense of relief. Uh, it brought uh, a few near smiles to faces, but certainly a sense of relief of, well, look, let's be real about this. This can't go on forever. The country has to pay for this, but at least there is certainty for the next three months. And that got us through. That was a real fillet. That lead in, led into the takeaway weekend, as I call it. But then we got to yesterday morning, and there was a very, very difficult decision amongst the management team, which is the head chef, the restaurant manager, myself. And it was, well, look, do we now order more food and the truth is what was also weighed into the balance that there was some public concern expressed locally I saw Cafe Nero getting flack for still doing takeaways and that there was an increasing focus on social distancing that started off as you know firm advice but it became very focused and underlined advice that this is Look, this is deadly serious, guys. And so there was a very difficult decision yesterday morning and weighing up it all, having started the takeaway and it having been a success, but weighing into the balance, not only the public sentiment, but also the duty to every one of the team members because every time I'm hauling them in, that is not breaching the policy because the policy allowed for this to happen. But in effect, I was weighing up that I'm putting them potentially at jeopardy by coming to work in the kitchen, and we made the decision yesterday morning that having launched the service, this, this was not the sensible thing to do going forwards because it was time to actually call it a day for three reasons. One, social distancing yeah. and the deteriorating position. Two, the fact that we would have to buy fresh food, and that may go to waste in the context that a week is a long time in politics, but in, in, in the politics of COVID 19, it felt like a century in terms of how we've moved on in the last week and what has happened. There's been a series of rapid developments. And then, thirdly, Nick, in truth, this uncertainty about how the government support scheme would work. And what little solid uh, evidence there is said one thing to us, which was a furloughed worker capable of receipt of the package should not do any work and then that brought those three things together said look we don't know how this is going to work i suspected that the government before last night's announcement might say but by the way on takeaways it's fine because you're doing a good thing and it's the supply of food and the provision of food and we want to encourage that but i didn't know but in that if you like absence this lacuna of solid advice we had to just go on what we knew, and what we knew was the situation nationally was deteriorating, that every time I called people in, that was you know, causing them to compromise the social distancing policy, and that, what is worse, are we going to be left with lots of fresh food that's going to go to waste in the context that whilst we had been busy, What was noticeable was that the takeaway orders uh, for the week ahead were few and far between. So we made the decision yesterday morning at about 10.30 to close down our, our takeaway and delivery service with a very, very heavy heart. And then, I guess, I wouldn't want to say... Um, satisfaction, that would be highly inappropriate in these very challenging and unique conditions we're all facing. And then at Harper State last night, it all became academic in the sense of, I suppose, I felt, well, thank God we made that decision in any event and were able to prepare for it and we didn't get new food in. But there will be operators out there who will have done that.
0: Brendan, where does that leave you and the Unruly Pig right now? What... It's hard to say, I know, but what does that mean for the future of the Unruly Pig?
4: Well, what it means for the the future of the Unruly Pig, in truth, Nick, who knows? But I think we've all got to hang on to the fact that we are in the same boats nationally, a dreadful cliche, but it is the truth we all have to hang on to. Secondly, that however sorry we feel for ourselves as pub operators and however much we worry for the future, there are other businesses that are in exactly the same boat. Thirdly, we've got to have faith in the fact that this government has taken unrivaled steps in the history of this country to provide support. Of course, there is uncertainty. Of course, there may be businesses that will go under. But in that dreadful sort of wartime spirit, we've, we've just got to try and keep calm and carry on because there is no other option. And in fact, you know, look at what the government has done. They have at least provided a package that is enabling us to keep the majority of our team together and give them an income so that the unruly pig team will hopefully still be together, we take it stage by stage It is going to be a fight, but we have no option, but you know there are worse things. my parents generation went through a war and where there was rationing and bombing and killings every night now I'm not, i 'm not hesitate to say this because i wasn 't there, but you know with spirit, they got through this, and we will have our own low moments and we 're entitled to have those low moments. and it is a bit lonely at times, but really there is reasonable hope that we will get through this because there is a financial support package, we are all in the same boat, and actually, you know, I have great faith in humanity because of the kindness and consideration that I have seen in the last week, which has been remarkable. And if we all operate on that basis and think about others all the time and do our very best, eventually we will get through this because one thing is certain. We, of course, don't know how long this is going to last. But one thing is certain. This will end at some point. And we all have to hang on to that. And at the end of the day, the great British public need their local pub. It's a key part of our social fabric, and we've got to focus on that fact,
0: too. Brendan, you're right. We've all got this to hold on to, and, and I think, you know, as hard as it is, we've got to see the positivity. Brendan, thank you so much for speaking with me. We can't wait to get back into the Unruly Pig in the future and, and enjoy some of the amazing food and drink and the reputation that you've built up over the years. Thank you.
4: Well, well God bless you, Nick. God bless you, and, and, and keep safe, eh? And, and, and to all the operators out there, keep going. Keep safe. It will get better. It may take some time, and let's just all reconcile ourselves to those facts.
0: Now, Ed, it's um, obviously really sad that uh, a multi-award-winning business and a personality like Brendan, Brendan's had to make that decision. He's he's really well known in the industry, and he's he's so so much fun. What are the practicalities of closing a pub? <laughs>
1: I think there's a few things you've got to think about, haven't you? There's um, you know, what what are you gonna do? Well obviously staff is, is important. I think we've covered some of that. I think the uh ensuring that the uh that you're either taking the right steps to ensure that they're uh, will be eligible for the uh, the government funding. I think you've got to think about stock. Um, you know what? What can uh, do? You have any deals with suppliers in which you can uh, you can return and get refunds? I know some uh, some operators have have been able to do that. So explore those options. Unused product? Can you return it? Can you get your money back? Um, stuff that you can't. What are you going to do with it? Can you give it away? Can you sell it? Um, I mean, we have seen uh, pubs sort of um, Setting up sort of small shops outside in the, in the gardens for, for people that that haven't been able to get supermarket delivery deliveries or even find stuff in the supermarkets. Um, so that's an option that there, there's been donations to charities, donations to, to people, vulnerable people in communities, which is, which has also been fantastic to see. Uh, some of the operators are just finishing off the beer in their taps, which, uh, I'm very jealous of, but, uh, that is, that is one option, uh, to get you through. Um, but yeah, there's the, those are the kind of main things I think that we, we, we will be looking at, um, issues around security uh as well because you know we're we're talking about businesses um you you are going to be potentially vulnerable to uh the less uh, respectable members of society who will see lots of uh closed businesses with with plenty of uh, things that they can uh, pinch from um so i think you need to have uh, have a good hard think about how are you securing your premises how are you going to make sure that you don't get targeted by thieves um so those those are some of the uh, some of the issues and also looking after yourselves as well you know think about uh, your own mental health you know we're all stuck indoors if you aren't working uh what what are you going to do maybe don't drink all that beer that was probably not the best advice on that but um i think uh keep yourselves and 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 your teams as well you know communicate remotely communicate as much as you can keep everyone active keep everyone busy um don't uh yeah don't just sit in the corner and uh and cry possibly
0: that's really important we all might feel alone especially if if you're not in your business surrounded by your colleagues but there's so much out there to help there's tons of charities, there's The Morning Advertiser, we're happy to have a chat um, if you just want to call up and have a chat, but also your colleagues as well, if you're feeling a bit lonely then they might be as well so why not give them a call
1: yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm
0: as, as we know
1: within our team we're finding it very helpful to be able to communicate as a as a team uh, on group calls and, and and share some of the uh the stuff that's going on it's it's a good thing to do but um yeah i mean it, it, it it's difficult if you're if you're having to close a business you know you've you've got to um you've got to think about all these things you know it's a hard decision to sign to close um it may be the right decision for a lot of businesses you know if you can mothball safely then then it's then it's sensible to do that and and start planning for for your comeback really and, and thinking about you know the resources you're going to need um you know hopefully with pubs are going to be smashed when we get out of this uh, this lockdown and uh, with people who really need to get out and, and let off some steam and, and, and see friends and socialise. And, you know, pubs are the, uh, are the places to do that. We always have been, we always will be. So start thinking about that. Start thinking about what resources in terms of staff you're going to need. You know, think about stock, all this kind of thing. Speak to your suppliers. Get, get, get a plan in place because, um, you know, we're, we're, we're struggling now but when we come out the other side, we don't want to keep struggling. We want to just hit the ground running.
0: I, for one, cannot wait to get back into the pub just to see everyone to have a drink and just enjoy the atmosphere that i think we all took for granted
1: it, we did didn't we this is this is a scary thing and i, I was actually in upstairs at an office uh, of a pub when uh, when mr johnson made his announcement that pubs must shut now straight away that kind of thing and i mean the heartbreak was devastating among the staff you know um, but you could see it in the customers and I, we've heard stories of people sort of carrying on last hours and things like that but but we have taken it for granted we 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 just assume these things are here don't they and, and when they're taken away it's a real shot to the system so hopefully you know this will be a real shot in the arm when we come out the other side those businesses that can that can survive that can uh knuckle down and get on with it they're they're going to be uh, uh better than ever hopefully
0: fingers crossed um now ed it's not all doom and gloom there's been a lot of positive news out there what's one story that's really made your heart melt
1: Uh, well you wonder if i have a heart sometimes nick so um i'm not sure about melting um i think i mean i I don't think there's been any particular one thing i think i've been absolutely blown away by some of the fantastic things that um the operators are, are doing you know the the pubs that are putting together boxes of, uh, of goodies for NHS staff and making those deliveries. The, uh, the pubs that are doing acting as, you know, food banks uh, and, and providing sort of services to vulnerable uh, members of the community, even just going out and doing their shopping for them. You know, this is, it, it is fantastic to see, you know, even on the suppliers, the suppliers that are, are switching production, the likes of uh, you know Diageo and, and Brewdog and, and smaller gin manufacturers, and things like that they're all switching over to producing uh hand sanitizer and sanitary products which which is vital uh at the moment with the with the the, the demands are being made on that i think it's um yeah there, there's so much and it and it just reinforces the importance of of pubs and, and this sector in in the community and and how uh, uh how vital or well, the cornerstone they are because um, you know it, these are the people that the world is falling down around their ears you know they're dealing with you know challenges that we've never seen before um their businesses are hugely at risk yet they're still there thinking about old doris down the road and whether she's going to be able to get her fish and chips this thursday you know it's just it's it's mind-blowing
0: that's why this sector is so unique and so special and why you know i've got faith that it's going to survive and it's going to bounce back Absolutely. Now it's always uh, good to end on a positive. Um, that's all we have time for, though. Please keep checking the morningadvertiser.co.uk for the latest news and advice around coronavirus. If you have any questions for our United We Stand campaign, please email ed, which is ed.beddington, B E D I N G T O N, at wrbm.com. And we will get them answered by industry experts as soon as we can. Stay safe and we hope to be hearing some positive news in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Ed.
1: Thanks, Nick.